the final hour of the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Brought to you by Chris Nickel Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We want you to get involved right now on the Neuropathy Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072 or on the phone line at 918-879-1170. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't get me that time. 754 on the Blitz 1170. I know it's only about a, what, three quarters of a second gap between Mm -hmm. the text line and the number but it's just enough that if you've worked in this business a long time you jump the big voice guy knows exactly what he's doing there (laughs) he knows exactly what he's doing you're told over and over again especially when you're young in radio dead air is bad dead air is bad dead air is bad dead air is bad now you learn as you get older that occasionally it has a place it has to be for emphasis or things like that yeah but it's still dry, driven into your brain. Mm-hmm. Wait, I didn't hear anything. So I got, you know, and, oh, man, it's still. And if you're not, you don't understand what we're talking about. The uh, intro right there for 8 o'clock hour gets me about half the time. But I'm learning. Bryce looked at me and did the zip your lips thing. I raised my hands up. Yeah, before I even did that, he was already backed up behind yeah. the mic. Just uh-huh. let me let me stay away from this. Yeah, thanks again to Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman for being with us. Again, you can find his stuff at the Daily Oklahoman. And for Eric Conkle, it's a good day to have Eric yeah. after that nice comeback win. And he talked about the rocking crowd. You were at the rental center. He said the go to you crowd. Uh, chant was so loud he couldn't talk to the players was it that loud oh yeah yeah especially down the stretch whenever tu was able to uh take the lead without a bit about a minute left and then get another stop and get fouled it was really starting to rock in there well you know i like i love seeing that i don't care what arena it is and yes am am i tied to the school you know because of my broadcasting yeah but i don't care if it's oru it's ou it's osu it's tulsa i love to see those arenas filled Mm -hmm. and if you're broadcasting for the other team or playing for the other team hell you like that yeah i mean we've we've talked before about going into a place and having to create your own environment and that stinks it's awful you know, we, that, that Rice win, a nice comeback and win against Rice. And look, of all the places I've been to broadcast games, that probably has the worst atmosphere down there, or traditionally had the worst atmosphere. There are some places that weren't great, but, I've, you know, we don't know that Rice is really, I mean, when's the last time they were uber successful? They've had a couple of bowl games in football, and I've always had a soft spot for them in my heart because of the way the university is run. They're an institution of learning who happens to participate in sports. Right. Now, some other people, priorities. <laughs> yeah, well, some people will go, let's look, that's the whole goal of a university. Yeah, yeah that should be the goal of all universities. It really, yeah, it is. Day. And we all want, <laughs> we all like sports. We all want sports to succeed. We all know it's important. We know it's money. We get all that. And right now, I mean, you can't say it's an instant. It's, you know, it's not about that. It's about the sports. If you're going to go and then complain about NIL and say, well, they're making it the NFL. Well, mm. Apparently you that's the priority. You, yeah, right? but you, that's are, those are 180 degree yeah. opinions. You can't do that. And so I'm not complaining about Rice. I've always thought it was charming. I told you they have Rhodes Scholars banners hanging in there, and it's a nice little gym. You're able to convince your wife by getting the freeze frame yeah. and yes, saying, "Yes, yeah, I did that." And I, you know, I, I remember the one time I walked in, and I think I've told this story. I was sitting there in our broadcast location when I was still doing basketball. Rice was was uh, down to the far left side on the bench side. And it was unusual for me because normally when we broadcast, I was sitting right next to the head coach. Mm. And actually, Danny Manning would would get up because he had back issues and he couldn't he didn't like sitting for very long. He would get up and he would walk back and forth and he would sit right on the table in front of me. And I would see about a third of the game (laughs) until he decided to move. And Danny, you know, not only was big, Danny was fairly wide, too. Now, not fat, but big dude. Yeah. And he would sit on the table right in front of me and kind of cross his legs and put his hands back. I guess it was a more comfortable position for his back, and I couldn't see anything in front of me. 
I could, mm. <laughs> matter of fact, if the ball was on our end of the court, all I could see uh, was about the last four feet. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and, you know, it's best in basketball for a colored guy to keep quiet most of the time anyway mm. because it is so fast. So, I mean, hey, fine. And Danny would do that. But I, in, at Rice, it was different. I was way down toward the end. And I was sitting down there, and it's right where the team would run off or run on. And that's where the end seating was. And I looked over, and there were, I counted, there were seven people in the stands. None of them were from this country. <clears throat> they all looked like they were from an Asian country of one kind or another. Uh-huh. They all looked as though they were lost and wandered in looking for like a concert or, or a, a university hall. Yeah. None of them looked like they really knew they were at a basketball game. And I'm not, look, I'm not being racist or anything. That's yeah. just what, the way they looked. Now, I think they obviously knew they were at a basketball game, mm-hmm. but they looked to me like fairly newer students who maybe weren't as familiar. I'm not sure. Right. But they they didn't know when to cheer. <laughs> they yeah. were sitting, and they did watch some, but they also just talked a little bit, too. And I just I just kind of chuckled to myself. as like, that's Rice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a school with, with an international base. Uh, mm-hmm. We know it's, Tulsa has that, too, and many private schools do. Uh, an international base with a lot of international students. Uh, Hell, I guess all students, not just private. You know, A&M has a ton of international students. Mm. But it just struck me as kind of funny is that they, you could tell they were fairly young. And it was like, hey, let's go check this out. Yeah. You know, and I, yes, I understand they know what basketball is. But they mm. didn't seem terribly familiar about when to cheer and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That was the atmosphere. Well, if you have to create your own atmosphere in a gym like that, against a team that was never great, but they could be scrappy. Heck, at one time they had a 7-4 Egyptian center. I remember that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, so it was about like ten years ago. Or yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was Doug Wojcik, so it was quite okay, a while a ago. Okay. Yeah, they had of their five starters, four were international, and this is before international was quite as big a deal as it is right now. And I can't even remember his name. All I remember is he was enormous, and he was not <clears throat> athletic. Really, he was a pretty much a plotter. But you talk about a guy hard to move out of the middle. Omar Orby, is that? Sound, yep. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Yep. Huge. Seven dude. foot two. Yeah. There we go. And he looked bigger, and you know, again, not the most athletic of dudes, but you know, again, that's a team that even when they weren't great, could be dangerous. And when nobody shows, or it's just like a, you know, at the intros, yeah. teams got to bring its own energy. You know, they aren't as good. You know you should win the game, and there's just no atmosphere. So when you get into an arena, I don't care if it's home or away. One of the best examples, I've said this before, is UTEP. You go into Mm. UTEP, you better be ready. (laughs) They are going to get you, get on you. They are great fans. They know when to scream. They know when to not. When you talked about like a couple of really good years that they had with uh, mm-hmm. when Tulsa had Wojcik, right? Yeah. So yeah, when Tim, what's his name, that had been at USC, was there as their head coach, you know, and they had, of course, they had a history anyway. They won the championship under Don Haskins many years ago. If you've not seen the movie Glory Road, it's really kind of fun. Yeah. And if if you walk into the halls of their basketball arena there, the Haskins Center. They're uh, up in the hallways, and it's an older building, of course, but up in the hallways, they have pictures of all those guys. They had that mm. team itself and all the individuals who, you know, if you know the story, and, and if you're in sports, you knew the story more than likely, especially if you're as old as I am, but then to actually see the movie and then realize, okay, how much of that is real? So then when you're down there after the movie came out, the first thing I want to do is talk to some of the people who had been around a long time. And some of the best people to talk to when it comes to that is go to the arena workers. Because there were some people who worked, you had to walk, it's a really strange entrance. There's this big, you know, 
downward facing concrete tunnel, which older buildings would have. And then there was off to the left, there was the first door that didn't really have a door. It was just a big concrete opening. Yep. And the same thing to the right and a couple of stairs. And that one says team only. And it was UTEP. But it's also where the only bathrooms were. <laughs> so everybody got to go back there, right? Because the media room was on the left side and it didn't have that. <clears throat> So you could go back in there, and there was always staff there, and most of them were a little bit older. And I stopped and asked one of them one time, how long have you been working in the building? Oh, and it had been something in the – I mean, honest to God, it's something in the range of like 50 years. And I said, okay, tell me about these guys on the wall. And it was, it was a lady, and she just lit up. And she started, she was pointing at guys. Now he like he was this way. He was this way. He liked this. Oh, he was so much fun. She just <laughs> went on and on and on and on about that basketball team. Yeah. But you go in there. I've said before, they weren't, they weren't easy on you, but they were never nasty. They knew they didn't get personal. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they might get personal from the fact of, God, you have ugly legs or something like that, <laughs> but you'd have to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and UAB, doing their job. UAB was that way. Cause you remember they had great teams under Gene Bartow. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Davis, who left Indy, well, was asked to leave Indiana, <laughs> goes down there, and he had really good teams. Same thing down there. And Coach Bartow would show up and sit down in the end. And, I mean, you talk about revered. Yeah. You know, and, and they played downtown then. I'm not sure where they play now, honestly, but they played downtown then in an old convention center. And so it was not exactly a, a palace. But it was cool because it was small and you had a lot of, a lot of noise. And that place was electric. And they were pretty good. You know, they weren't a every year NCAA team. But those kinds of things change everything. And for that to kind of come back to the Reynolds Center is really important. Yeah, for if, sure. If you want this program to continue to build, it's not just NIL. It's not just recruiting. It's all that's vitally important. I get that. But there has to be people there, too. And ORU got that a long time ago, and they started doing all the things they did with the band and all the marketing stuff they did. They were a little bit early into that because they've been doing it for many years. And, it, and, and even when they weren't great, now with Max Asmus and with Coach Mills, they were really good, obviously making the runs they made. And the crowds came because if you win, people show. But they even before they were really good and, you know, after when they're not as good, they still have that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, Stillwater always had it with GIA, and it kind of saddens me a little bit every now and then when I see that it's just not as much there. Nothing against Stillwater, and I'm not downgrading Oklahoma State fans. I know it's a difficult time. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can keep that – I mean, yes, you have to go recruit. You have to do you have to do all that, but you also need to be a good fan. Yeah. And I'm really happy to see that coming back, not just to Tulsa, but anywhere it comes back. Mm-hmm. As you go into some of those small gyms and it's not there – I mentioned once going to that Florida International game, and there were about 16 people in the stands. You know, Tulsa was at Rice once to play co- college football. I counted 19 people on Rice's side of the field. Goodness. And 19, Rice has a huge football 72, stadium. 72,000. That's just incredible. There were 19 people on that side. Back when Houston stunk in basketball, Tulsa was down there. And you can mm-hmm. you can actually find this on my social media still to this day. I had a picture. I took a picture of the other side of the arena. <clears throat> this is way before they had done the, the remodel. Before the game, six. Oh, my goodness. That's what was there. <laughs> well, it, you know, eventually a few more people showed up. But, you know, that was three, four minutes before game time. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, that's and now, insane. Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, what happens when you roll out there? Now, they weren't very good, but heck, you don't play well. That's, you might as well be at a practice with nobody talking. I, I feel like that almost kind of ironically works to some advantage whenever you're a road team going into that sometimes because when you talk about that energy, like having to create your own energy, 
it, it can probably hurt you in some ways whenever you're having to play against a smaller crowd. Oh, there's no chance. You know? There's no doubt it yeah. hurts you because, you know, it's kind of funny that way. But. If you're at a practice and it's quiet, at least the coaches are yelling and, and mm-hmm. not always at you, but there's encouragement. It's loud. And yeah, coaches will do that some during the game, but they can't do the same things they do in practice. Yeah. So really, you're not, you, I mean, you hear every foot, you know, every squeak of every sneaker, you hear every command from the coaches, you hear guys talking on the bench. <laughs> in a situation like that. And that's as a player, yes, I know you're focused on the game, and I know you don't really hear the crowd. I say really hear the crowd, but if, <clears throat> pardon me. If you're at the free throw line and your crowd's going crazy or doing what the swim team did the other day at Holy Cross, <laughs> jumping up and down at the other end, there's a feeling there. Yeah. So I'm I'm just all that to say I'm really glad that's coming back. Mm-hmm. All right. So what about George Kittle and Aiden Hutchinson? If you haven't seen the video yet, you really should. It's Kittle blocking Hutchinson in the game last week, and Kittle just crushes him. I mean, literally crushes him. And if you look at the stats for tight ends blocking, Kittle far, far outweighs Travis Kelsey. And, of course, Gronk did as well when he was still playing. Well, the two, I don't know if they were mic'd up or if there was just a mic close enough. But you're going to hear a word that I'd never heard before. And I'm going to see if I pronounce it right. Proprioception. Okay. And you're going to hear Aiden Hutchinson mention it, and then you're going to hear Kittle. So here's this. You're hearing Greg Olson, former tight end, on the broadcast, and then you're going to hear the two players here. So here we go. Watch George Kittle here. This is against Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> I don't know who's more excited, Kittle or you as a tight end. That's a big-time matchup. That's, that's good timing. It's screwed, man. My proprioception. That's a Michigan word. I'm an Iowa guy. You can't say something like that. (laughs) All right. So do you know what proprioception means? I do not know what proprioception means. Neither did I. It's the sense that lets you perceive the location, movement, and action of parts of the body. Sensations including perception of joint position, movement, muscle force, effort, all those kinds of things. So what Kittle's doing, or pardon me, what Hutchinson's doing is basically saying, you're not allowing me to control my own body. (laughs) Which I thought, when I first heard it and saw it, I thought, what kind of a curse word is that? I've never heard of that word, right? And instead, Hutchinson was kind of having fun. And he literally got, are you looking at it right now? Yeah, yeah, I was looking at the video. The video? Yeah. He, look at that. He crushes him. That's crazy. Now, Hutchinson gets I mean, he gets kind of bent backwards because Kittle is starting from a hands-on knees position. So he had a pretty good position and, and got it kind of up or underneath him. And then it looks like Hutchinson also maybe hit somebody else's leg. <laughs> and there he goes. And it's, I mean, Hutchinson's flat on his back, and Kittle just drives him into the ground. Normally when that happens, some guy gets up swinging or that kind of thing. Instead, Hutchinson's, yeah, it's pro-price. Pro, uh, <laughs> pro, pro play that again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. One more time. And then you hear and you hear Kittle say, he says, you're screwing with my pro-price. And Kittle said, what? I mean, <laughs> you're you can't say, say stuff like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Watch George Kittle here. This is against Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> I don't know who's more excited, Kittle yeah. or you as a tight end. That's a big-time matchup. That's, that's good timing. It's screwed, man. My proprioception. My proprioception. That's a Michigan word. I'm an Iowa guy. You can't say something like that. <laughs> All right. How do you not love Kittle at that point? And really Hutchinson, too, because he just got his tail kicked. 
Oh, yeah. And he's just joking with the guy and goes right back to, you know, to the huddle. But how do you not like, I mean, I, you know, I always thought, you know, I liked, liked watching Kelsey, loved watching Gronk. Kittle was always like, all right, the long-haired dude who's a little odd, he's in the commercials, and I know he's a good player. Okay, he's just now become one of my favorites. I could watch just a full compilation of mic'd up moments just <laughs> year in and year out because you just never know what you're going to get. No, and sometimes it's, it's you know, you can't <laughs> play it on the air. Mm-hmm. And But I love it when you hear the guys, you know, there's so much... When a guy, you know, makes a play or makes you know or gets blocked, there's so much pushing and shoving, and that's mm. just childish garbage. Yeah. You know, guy guy kicks your rear, get up and go to the huddle and do better. Mm. I mean, mm. it really is that simple. I <laughs> I mean, we've all had that happen. Yeah. I mean, if you're a basketball player, you've had a shot blocked. If you're a football player, you've gotten your butt blocked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's happened. I had a guy <laughs> way back when I was playing in high school. I played against a guy from Enid, whose name I'd never heard of. And I tried to, you know, back then you couldn't do the kind of research you can do now to, about players. Right. It wasn't as widely done. You couldn't, I mean, I couldn't just Didn't go read. Huddle the, accounts. I would, I, well, and I, right. And I couldn't just go read the Enid newspaper online. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to read that, I had to get the Enid newspaper, right? Yeah. So I, I, all I knew about this guy was that he had made no all conference teams or any of those kinds of things. And I knew what film we had, which he looked like he wasn't very good. He kicked my rear end for 60 minutes. Well, 48. He beat me in every way you could beat somebody. He ate my lunch when I was on offense, and we turned around, and I thought, well, God, at least I'm away from that guy on defense, and there he was. (laughs) And he kicked my tail there, too. And one particular play, me, the idiot, took a step on, we had a front called slant and bingo. Slant was to the right, bingo was to the left. It was very simple. Your defensive line would angle, you know, gaps yeah and i'm the outside guy and the outside stand-up defensive end the old oki 52 uh and my my tackle it goes it's the call was bingo so it's left he goes left and when he goes left i'm supposed to make sure i cover that tackle before i go do anything else what do i do i just step right because i'm an idiot (laughs) and when i do this dude knew what was happening and he put his helmet right underneath here in my chest and drove me to the sidelines and then deposited me on my back on the sidelines directly at the feet of my head coach, Jim Smith. Gosh. And then he gets up, didn't say a word, and he goes, and yeah. I'm laying there looking up, and there's Coach Smith <laughs> looking at me. I can't tell you what he said, but he said it three times. And I will say the second word in there was, damn you, the second two words. <laughs> And I can't say that first part of it, but he referenced a deity and then mm. and, and just said it three times and took and shook his head and walked away. And I got back up and uh, sheepishly went back to the huddle. Oh. Now, you know, I, today in the NFL, when you see a guy get his rear end kicked, what does he do? He pushes and shoves and gets yeah. stupid. To hear those two go at it like that freshens my heart. Yeah. I, I just... It's, you it's know, like at the end of the day, there's again, there's that respect there, you yeah. know, just get on to the next one. I love it. And I don't care who you are. You've had your tail kicked at one time and you probably mm. ticked one, uh, kicked one or two, two in your time. And you just got to do it the right way. It's 813 on the Blitz 1170. All right. There are a couple of texts to get to here, which I will when we come back at 918-262-5072. It's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Before we do that, I want to tell you about the Daryl Starbird custom and rod and custom show. 
This is the oldest auto show in the country, and it's the largest, too. Over a 1,000 exotic customs and hot rods coming to the Expo Square Sage Net Center February 16th and 18th. They're celebrating 60 years. Now, there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff. Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey Garage is going to be there. Um, also, live in person, in person, if you have ever seen this guy, he's got a huge fan base. Murpho, uh, Murpho Murphy from the Chop Shop. And they're on site, in person, going to chop up a 52 Ford two-door sedan, which sounds just fantastic. Uh, the Evil Knievel's vehicles are going to be there. His Sky Vehicle, his Dragster, his Jet Bike, all this stuff. There's going to be great stuff out there. So, I have a pair of tickets to give away right now. And all you have to do is be caller number one at 918-879-1170. 918-879-1170. Be caller number one, and I will give you a pair of tickets. And i got to tell you, I have another pair to get to go a little bit later in the day. This is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can get in in either of these days or any of the days they're open, February 16th through 18th at the SageNet Center at Expo Square. Weather should be good. You can see the Daryl Starbirds National Rod and Custom Car Show, the next generation, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. 918-879-1170, and we'll give you those tickets right here on The Blitz. Don't look now, but The Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at The Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane overcame a 15-point deficit to beat Wichita State 79-68. P.J. Haggerty once again led the way for TU with 23 points. Kobe Williams had 21, and true freshman Tyshawn Archie added 10. And the Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the Denver Nuggets. 105 to 100. Denver was missing Nikola Jokic. SGA led the Thunder with 34 points. The Thunder held the Nuggets to just 39.8% shooting. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2 Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Many of you have done that today. Thank you very much. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Matter of fact, I have a couple of these to get to here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you that we have something going with Triad Eye Institute called Valentine's for Veterans. What we'd like you to do, or anybody that you know, you can spread this word around, Make some homemade valentines for veterans. A great project for kids or really for anybody. So you want to make these homemade valentines, and you want to drop them off at any Triad location. And they are all over Oklahoma. There are seven locations. You can find them at triadi.com. Or you can bring them here to the Blitz Studio. So if you want to see what things look like here at Griffin Media, we're right across from Guthrie Green. That's 303 North Boston. Come on by. We've got a little box right out front. All you have to do is come in that very front door, which they'll buzz you into. You can drop them right there, and you can be on your way. We're going to then give those to organizations who will go out to veteran centers, VA hospitals, and they'll give those to veterans who may not have that same kind of contact on Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's for Veterans. Learn more at theblitztulsa.com slash valentine. 821, he is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. All right, we gave away our first pair of tickets to the Daryl Starbird show. As a matter of fact, Bryce was on the air, you know, doing his update. So I answered the phone, and I said, hey, um, Thanks for calling. He goes, am I number one? Am I number one? <laughs> His name was Brian Coley, I believe it was. And uh, yes, Brian, you were number one. So 
you get a chance to win those tickets. But we have one more pair we'll give away here in just a few minutes, right? Right now at 918-262-5072 on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, we, we talked it earlier about the Kelsey-Justin Tucker thing because the Kelsey brothers covered it again yesterday. And we had heard yesterday that the, I'm not going to call it an altercation, the, the incident, it's not even really an incident, the, what happened happened on the Chiefs' end of the field. And, you know, Travis Kelsey said, that's where we warm up. That's where we've always warmed up. Yes, kickers get to go both directions, blah, blah, blah. But he said, you know, he, he came out and when they came out to warm up, he said his stuff right next to us. Well, you know, he said, if you want to be a, uh, Jay, Travis Kelsey said, if you want to be a <clears throat> about it, then I'll just move it for you. Mm-hmm. Well, we get a text from 918-262-5072 from Steve that said, Justin Tucker was not the, <clears throat> none of that was in the way. Move a freaking yard over. The Chiefs having to make up crap to be motivated. Now, there are many Chiefs haters. I get that. As a matter of fact, did you see the the uh, stat that showed them the most hated team in America now? Really? That for years went to the mm-hmm. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, the most loved and the most hated <laughs> and the most merchandise sales and all those kinds of things. But the uh, Chiefs have now passed them as the most hated in football. They could also had gone to the Patriots for many years, right? Yeah, I could see that. Well, why do you think they're the most hated? Because they win. They're successful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we we love to hate success. Yeah. And that's what's happening with the Chiefs right now. So, yes, there are people out there who are not, who are not Chiefs fans. Now, I don't have any idea if Steve is just not a Chiefs fan or if he believes Justin Tucker was right. Now, it I could not tell. Could you tell, Bryce, if Justin Tucker was there first and then the Chiefs came out or if the Chiefs were there first and then he came out? I couldn't tell exactly who was there first. I I could understand um, him being there first just because of it would be kind of odd for him to walk into that and then kind of try and play this, you know, mm-hmm. why are you kind of getting into my space type yeah. act. So that's the thing is I think he might have been there first and then the Chiefs just believe, no, this is the way it's supposed to be about being on this side. Because it's our end. Yeah. Now, it, for part of an explanation – KC at that point was running left side out routes, if you will, or mm-hmm. smash routes and that you know that kind of thing to the outside. So you know you heard Travis Kelsey say to his brother, you know he's dropping back. Patrick Mahomes is dropping back, looking to his left because that's where he was throwing. If he goes to the right side, you're throwing to the middle of the field, and he was trying to throw to a sidelines. Now you could say, well, fine, just throw to the right first and get out of Justin Tucker's way, but it is their end of the field. So in my opinion, just my opinion. If that's your end of the field, yes, specialists have the right, but I would be careful about where I set up. Mm. Because if the other guys came out and that's their normal thing, I would move. And you heard many people around the league say yesterday, Justin Tucker has done this before. It's kind of what he does. He plays little mind games. And, you know, apparently Travis Kelsey said to Jason once again, he goes, he's kind of winking at me. So he was kind of just doing his thing. But the Chiefs yeah. were not having it. They were very locked in and focused. And you heard, again, you heard Travis Kelsey say, Patrick Niner's not in a joking mood. They were focused trying to get ready for a game. The reason Mahomes wins is he's got the same competitive streak Michael, hmm. Michael Jordan had, plus he's really good. And by the way, the dad bod picture yesterday was <laughs> from the Chiefs locker room. Man. I mean, if you look at that, I saw the tweet again that said, seeing this guy with his shirt off makes me even more mad people can't tackle him. I saw that one too. You do not. See, I mean, you saw the picture. Does yeah. that look to you like an NFL dude? 
No, and it doesn't, and it doesn't look like the best quarterback that we've seen in recent <laughs> years. To add on to that, and you know what? Honestly, have you ever seen the first picture of Brady uh, before the draft? Just in his uh, shorts? The combine, yeah, yeah. He looks like the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, and of course, <laughs> I don't think at the end of his career he probably looked that different. He was always very thin and trim. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes, I mean, he doesn't look bad. But he certainly right. doesn't look like an elite-level athlete. He just beats you because he's got that innate athletic ability. And, yeah, he is really damned athletic. Yeah. I thing, he was a little bit bigger at Texas Tech, and he was doing those shifty things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, this this is actually from the Chiefs' locker room, and it's yeah. apparently it caused a firestorm yesterday. And there are many people, but there are many people who just hate the Chiefs because they win a lot. And Now, there's also those who believe, there are also those, pardon me, that was bad English, who believe the Chiefs get every call. And that probably is somewhat true, too. You know, the thing about if you breathe on, on, on Jordan, you got called for a foul. <laughs> I saw one still shot yesterday. I think it was on Twitter, X. Uh, and it shows Mahomes back to pass, and there is a clear holding. I mean, they have one of the Chiefs, the right side tackle, has their arms wrapped around the Ravens defender. Yeah. And on the other side, there's a trip. <laughs> and the same thing happened when Pacheco tripped. I can't remember who. Coming through the middle mm-hmm. uh, on a play down toward the end zone. And so it says right here, one play, two penalties, either side of the offensive line, not called. Yes, there are penalties. There are holding. you. Everybody holds every play. Do you get caught or not? You had your choice from the litter right there, and yeah, still. Well, do the Chiefs get some preferential calls? Probably, because they're good. We see it. I can't stand it in basketball, and I see it there more. I think personally, than in football, and especially in college basketball, when you're playing a team, the officials know whether they're thinking it or not are better. This used to happen all the time in Conference USA with Memphis with Derrick Rose and those guys at Memphis, yeah. and, and even post him, they were always the class of the league. And if somebody blocked a shot, well, you couldn't have done that. You're not as good as him. <laughs> and the whistle, to me, was really almost automatic. Mm. And I do think the Chiefs get probably a little bit of, a little bit of uh, I don't want to say protection. I, get, I think they get some grace. Well, and it probably infuriates people more than mm. when you see, like, in the regular season – where Kansas City loses to Buffalo and Patrick Mahomes throws that much of a fit. Mm-hmm. I think that makes people even more angry of like, really? You know, well, you're going to do this out of all people? That's why those, you know, all the Mahomes as a baby memes mm-hmm. became a big deal. Yeah. You know, or, or that people would create those for social media. But having said that, I don't know if Steve just is not really a fan or if that's just, I mean, and obviously that's what he thinks, but I don't know what the base of it is. But if you've got an opinion, I'll take it at 918-262-5072. We also had, earlier we asked, who would you like to have a beer with in sports? Because we were talking about how Jason and Travis look like the guys you'd have a beer with. And it wouldn't yeah. be a craft beer. <laughs> right. Yeah, It'd be something. The kind that you can drink 40 of, right? It would be something fairly inexpensive right out of the cooler at the convenience store. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then, you know, Jason would take it and shotgun it immediately. <laughs> Impressively, too, I might add, probably oh, so. Sure. Uh, but it would be fun as can be. And I said, who would you like to have a beer with? And Lynn from over at Ike's Chili said, paid sporanic. <laughs> of course. If for any reason you don't know who she is, Google it, but be careful at work. <laughs> Actually, they're all safe for work, but they're... It's an NSFW. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're safe for work, but you've seen them. They are... She's a very well cobbled yeah. together Gifted. young lady mm-hmm. Gifted, I would say. in well, I mean, just pretty much every area mm-hmm. not a bad golfer but better at the other stuff yeah anyway uh yeah you could do that and then we got one here uh from let's see this is from 5462 this says bob stoops 
Mm. And he said, not only would you have a beer, he'd bring the tequila. Exactly. Yes. Best best bottle of tequila there is. And, you best know, bottle. with Coach Stoops now being a lot more relaxed, we've interviewed him now, what, four times since mm-hmm. we've had the show? And just the last time, just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, now he's with Arlington. He's relaxed. He's enjoying himself. You know, he's just having the best time. He was not the most media-friendly guy at Oklahoma. But he mm-hmm. was focused on his job. And he was doing his stuff. He wasn't always friendly. Uh, sometimes way less. But he is now really loosened up, and he seems to be having the time of his life, and he is always good when he's on. He'll give you a good, honest opinion. And, yeah, you know, at this point, I would not want to have a beer with Bob Stoops in his Oklahoma days when they were in their heyday because he was really no-nonsense, and I don't think you'd get a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Not that he'd be mean. I just don't think you'd get a lot out of it. Now, I think he'd be fun as hell. For sure. You just don't know what would come out of there, and he'd be a lot more relaxed and a lot more laid back. So I think that's a good point, too. Yeah. Uh, for me, well, Paige does cut a swarthy figure, and that would be fun. But <laughs> I'm still going with the Kelsey brothers for right now. Although, after hearing Kittle, how, how, how about Kittle and Hutchinson together? Oh, man. After that exchange. Let's just let's get a let's get a podcast episode where Hutchinson and Kittle will join the Kelsey brothers, and then they just have a thirty rack with them, probably a couple, <laughs> and then just that, see that'd where it goes. Be pretty fun, yeah. That'd be a good hour and a half. Uh, you know, you really could have a really good little gathering of just tight ends, yeah. And some just recently retired. Let's go get Greg Olson, who's going to get mm-hmm. moved for Tom Brady as the lead analyst, which I don't <laughs> like because I think Greg's mm-hmm. really good. I, I like Greg too. Yeah, and and then you could get Gronk, Gronk, of course. and then you get Kittle, and then you get Kelsey. Man. Who else would you put in there? Mm. Yeah, in terms of the tight ends. I mean, right now, tight ends are pretty studly. Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews could be nice. I don't know his personality. I, that's something that, you know, the guys that covered Oklahoma more closely would know, so I don't know. I love, I love Njoku on the field with the Browns. Maybe he could be fun. You just you never know, but I just know the guys that personality. we've... Yeah, the guys we've heard, yeah. you know, that you know are kind of outgoing, because, I mean, right now, think about it. Kelsey and Kittle are stars, absolute mm-hmm. stars. Andrews is, as long as he's not hurt, which he was late in the year. Gronk was an absolute star. Olsen was a pro bowler, too. What about Jimmy Graham? Yeah, there so you Jimmy go. Graham in there. I mean, this is this is a time when tight ends. You know, t- there was a time when tight ends were nothing but blockers. And you know, in college football right now, we went to the H back and that kind of thing, and then suddenly tight ends were tackles. And you're mm. seeing more people using Kevin Wilson used the tight ends at Tulsa a lot more early in the year. Yeah, didn't happen as much late, but it happened a lot more early. We heard Mike Gundy want to use him more, and really kind of a run thing, but it took, took off the State. cowboy mm-hmm. back name. Yeah, went yeah. back went back to the tight end yeah. name. Yeah, you know? doing that kind of stuff. So right now, tight ends are kind of the thing. I mean, certainly you still want your slot receivers and outside receivers. I'm not saying tight ends are going to win you a game. Uh, they can. I'm just not saying they're the, the mo- you know, you're not going to start your team there. Yeah. But right now they're pretty featured in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you just get a whole group of tight ends in a room. That could be fun. I, I would throw in Tony Gonzalez, but I know that you're not a, much of a fan. That's right? all right. Okay. <laughs> he seems like a really good guy. Again, off the air, just yeah. kicking it No, back. he seems like a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, he just, to me, he seems a little disingenuous. To me, there mm. seems to be a little bit of that plastic front. I mean, with Gronk, that's him. Yeah. You no, know no that's Gronk. No butts about it, right? No, 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 no. He's not. He stinks in the USAA commercials. <laughs> but it doesn't matter that he can't act. <laughs> because you love him for what he is. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and you look at the things like, you know, the one they got out with the garden thing, and he goes, but it looks great. <laughs> I mean, it's clear. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, as far as that goes. Yeah. But it's him, so you don't care. You know, that, so that's that's the he is him. Mm. Kittle seems to be him. 
just his guy, right? That's mm-hmm. who he is. But you don't know. I always got with Gonzalez a more kind of a polished front, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I'm not much for that. I want to know you. And maybe in that situation, he would open up some. But I think it'd be fun as could be. I would go, as a matter of fact, if you're going to talk positions right now, I mean, any time, and I'm talking about football, uh, any, <laughs> so yeah. don't go there, uh, Lynn, uh, at any time, if you were probably to ask people, they'd probably say quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? That's who I'd, I'd want to sit down with. I think right now, your tight ends might be the most interesting. Receivers would be fun because of guys like C.D. Lamb. And, and mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr., because as much as you might not like him, sitting in him and just listening to him might be really entertaining. What other group? Yeah. Mm. wonder if D linemen can get in there a little bit. I, or, or that, would that be a little bit too intense? Do you know the old um, – well, I'll tell you when we come back. There is an <laughs> old – not necessarily an adage, but an old kind of oh, one more two, attitude about what defensive linemen are like as opposed to offensive linemen. So I'll, I'll do that when we come back, and we'll see. I'm going to think about that. You think about it at home, 918-262-5072. What do you think the uh, the best position group right now to sit down and have a beer with would be in football? You could pick a guy or something off each team. Yeah. Who would you – you know, what position group might you do that with? I'm going with tight ends as of right now, but I might rethink that. It's 834 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. One more pair of tickets to the Daryl Starbird Rod and Custom Show, the 60th annual, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Coming to Tulsa February 16th through 18th at the SageNet Center. We'll do that coming back. Right now, we're in the Blitz 1170 Tulsa Oilers studio. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma Sooners women's basketball team upset the second-ranked Kansas State Wildcats in Norman 66-63. The victory snaps the Wildcats' 14-game winning streak. Skylar Van led the Sooners with 21 points. And the Oklahoma State Cowgirls fell short in Ames against Iowa State, 78-67. Quincy Noble was the scoring leader for the Cowgirls. She had 24 points, but the Cowgirls just shot 36% overall from the field. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. From the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio, Bryce Olsen in the other room, I'm Rick Corey here on the Blitz 1170. And if somebody handed me a knife, I could not have bitch butchered that any worse than I just did there in the, a couple of seconds ago. But you know what? It's radio. Happens. Just keep on moving. 840 on the Blitz 1170. Thanks again, Derek Conkle, for being with us. TU head basketball coach. There'll be a video of some of our interview going up here in just a few minutes on our social media. Also to Ryan Aber, our OU insider, talking about last night's Oklahoma win over Kansas State in women's basketball. K-State number two in the nation, so a big win for Jeannie Bronchek and her team, 66-63. And we found out, too, that OU softball is going to have five nationally televised games. Honestly, I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah, uh, and, at this point. And I'm sure there'll be some regional as well, but five national, two against Texas, three against Oklahoma State, and that one makes good sense. It's May 3rd, 4th, and 5th, and it's the last regular season matchup with those two in conference play, which is of, I think, really of all the sports, you hate seeing football go. It's such a thing. Basketball was, and it's still a deal. 
I think softball might have eclipsed it right about now with the, with how good both programs are. Oh, yeah. I, I think so, too. I mean, I think that uh, it's come at a perfect time with how much that sport has been growing mm-hmm. and just to see the success of both teams in this state. Um, I, I think I think it's perfect, too, to have the World Series here. And I think that yeah. makes, I make it, you know, the argument about, uh, you know, moving it or anything like that. Like, it's it deserves to be here. Yeah, I don't know? think there's any question about that. And, you know, I think uh, the, the the job Kenny Gajewski has done, yet he's in the same state with Patty Gasso. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, yeah, well, it's, no, it's not easy. All right. So I, I mentioned, I was saying, we're talking about who would you, what position group in the NFL would you want to go sit down and have an appetizer or a beer with, huh? Um, I think, oh, somebody here, Rachel, uh, text us that when it comes to sports figures, she'd like it to be Dion. She said, I don't think he drinks, but Dion. So you know what? You could have a, a cup yeah. of tea with Dion. It sure. would be interesting to hear in person if he's quite as, I don't want to, is bombastic too much? That's probably too big a word. If he's as, out, I don't know even what the word is. Now, outlandish is too much as well. If he's as bright, bubbly, forward, all those things. Yeah. Occasionally, again, he's one of those guys, you hear something from him and you want to hug him, and you hear something from him and you want to slap him. You're not <laughs> sure which is which. And then she says with position groups, uh, Rachel would like to have a beer with defensive ends. Mm. Huh? Linebackers, too, maybe. Defensive ends, linebackers. Well, you, we talked about, you know, linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen. As an old offensive lineman, I would love to have have a beer with some of the best tackles in the league. And I want to get to one of those in a minute with Trent Williams. Uh, but there's there's the old um, adage, if you will, about offensive linemen, defensive linemen, because you said, how about defensive linemen? I had a coach who once told me, you can always tell, walk into a locker room, and I can tell you the offensive lineman guy's lockers and the defensive lineman's lockers. Hmm. And I said, okay, why? And he said, the defensive lineman's lockers will look like a four-year-old's. <laughs> Crap everywhere. You know, half open candy, underwear laying in the floor, you know, and nothing in the right place. He said, go to an offensive lineman's locker and it looks like your wife's pristine. Not that there's makeup in there, but everything's in place. Things are folded and hanging. Now, that's a generality. I understand that. And I'm you know, I'm not much for those because they can paint people in the wrong way. So it's a generality. But I do think there's something to that, uh, that, you know, at least in my time in locker rooms that defensive players tend to be a little more rip-snorting and offensive players a little more calculated. Now, that is changing, I will say, because, of course, there were there was a time when you would go out and you would, you know, your defensive guys were just that way, and defensive guys didn't get as many calls. And by that, I mean not as many defensive calls. Yeah, they would call a defensive back set, and they would call an action by the front. But I know at least when I played in high school, our linebackers – yeah, you knew if the, if the if the line in front of them were were slanting left or right because you knew you had the opposite fill that gap, but there weren't as many calls as today. Defensive have as many calls as offense, so it does require maybe a little more of that structure, and maybe that's why some of that was that case. So I don't because I don't know if it's you know I don't know if it's really a personality thing, but defensive guys were always a little bit more that way. Offensive guys were always a little bit more together, if you will. Mike Pemberton, thank you for your call. He said Edelman and Amendola. Maybe join in with the Kelsey brothers, that little duo. Have a, have a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of those the old the yeah. old uh, Patriots wide receivers. They put Wes Welker in there. Get some of those slot guys from around yeah. the league. You know, it could be interesting as well. All right. So I mentioned Trent Williams. He's getting a lot of play too because I've seen the I've seen one or two videos of him just smashing people, and he's as good as there is in the game right now at that tackle spot. Well, he had a great moment after that game. He's on the field and his mother. 
comes running up, mm. and you're going to hear him go, Mommy, honest to God. Yeah. You got a 6'5", 300-and-something pounder who is mauling guys on the field. And then she just she just is losing her mind. And you got to remember, he played for Washington for many years, and mm. they were just dreadful when he yeah. was there, right? So now he's with the Niners, and now he's got a chance to do this at the Super Bowl. So here's a post-game moment after their win the other day. Just so proud of this team. Oh, sorry. Been the longest journey. He's been on the worst team, and he had that. I'm happy. We going. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. Isn't that fun? <laughs> That's so good. I love. I love. He's been on the worst team, like the longest time. Washington's probably thinking, "Well, thanks, mom." Like, yep, she's right. <laughs> no, I mean, she's, that's what's funny about it. Is like she's right. Just it's very candid. I loved it. Mom, don't lie. Yeah, uh, mom, and, don't lie. and she was bouncing up and down and tears in her eyes. You hear that high pitch, "Mommy," when yeah. she shows up, and uh, she's not a small lady because he's a big dude, mm. and she's got her arms around him. That well, you talk about a fantastic moment again, kids. Yeah. I mean, that's still her son, and that's still his mom, and he's still a ten-year-old trying to get to a title. And yeah. it just that—that that was another one of those moments that just—I mean—that warms your heart, man, right there. And it—and you make you realize once again, they're people. Yeah, right. some At of the them are the some of them are you know not the nicest, and some of them do stupid things, but they're people. And mm-hmm. at the end of the, and for him to have that opportunity for her to go, yeah, we stunk. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've we've earned this moment, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, and and that's true, absolutely true. There's no doubt about that. It's eight forty-seven here on the Blitz eleven seventy. Rick Corey, along with uh, that dude right there, Bryce Halls. All right. So when we come back, we found out something about C.J. Stroud, how he and Snoop Dogg are connected. And you might go, wait a minute, I've seen C.J. Stroud. He seems like a really, I mean, it doesn't seem how. Pretty fun. We'll get into that. And then what does Jason Kelsey do? Now, he said yesterday it's going to be really hard to retire after watching Travis get back to the Super Bowl. And remember, after everybody thought he retired, he came out and said, no, I didn't. (laughs) I was emotional, and I gave a speech, but I didn't retire, and I'll decide on my own time. Well, now he is not saying he's coming back or not, but he does have a second or a next career picked up. Let Bryce tell you about that next, too, right here on The Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder were winners over the Denver Nuggets, 105-100. to The Nuggets were missing Nikola Jokic. SGA led the Thunder with 34 points. It's Shea's 14th 30-point game in January. The Thunder held the Nuggets to just 39.8% shooting. And the Seattle Seahawks have hired Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as the franchise's next head coach. McDonald, 36, becomes the youngest coach in the NFL. He led the Ravens to number one in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways in 2023, just his second season as the Ravens coordinator. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. 
You can do that. That's, of course, the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line. Do that anytime. We've had a great morning on there so far. Appreciate everybody being a part of it. That has been really a lot of fun today. It is 8.52. He is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey here as we close it up on another Friday. It's called Thursday. 70 for a high today. Please go outside sometime. <laughs> Just tell your boss you're busy. Yeah, do something. You know, sit by the window. Uh, we're going to get a couple more of these. As a matter of fact, we're going to get some 60s kind of through the weekend. So we got some good opportunities.